When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Welcome, everybody, to the Lost in America podcast, episode two. I'm Turner Sparks. And I'm Michael Kaplan. He is Michael. The real Mike Kaplan. The real Mike Kaplan. M-I-K. Oh, that's good. That's a good point, right? That might be my Twitter handle, if it exists. I haven't checked yet, but... What is your... Yeah, let's do it. What's your Twitter handle now? It's M-I Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N, like the SAT course, 11. Like the SAT course? And... Uh, is that how you had to introduce yourself to people growing up? Yeah. I'm Mike Kaplan, like the SAT course? Well, not growing up. Not until I got to high school, I guess. Yeah. Then I heard the SATs. And then they were in? And then they said, oh, are you rich? And I said, no. Okay, well, here's... Okay, so I'm Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. TurnerSparks.com is my website. Uh, that's where I do all my... Uh, you can see all my stand updates, everything else. But why, you know why we're doing this now? Because last we, week... We learned our lesson. Last week, we put these at the very end of the podcast. We and we put, know nobody listens to the end of the podcast. No one right? gets all the way through. Yeah, and nobody, yeah. Everyone gets like seven, at most, seven, eight minutes in. And so then I started out, after this podcast re- released, was released, I immediately went down three Twitter followers. Before you even aired it, right? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it was like right after airing. It's like people listened to it, and they were like, oh, yeah, I don't like that guy. So I went down three, and then... I had to follow like 10 more people, to 10 get, new people to get yeah, back up three. Right, which is a pathetic way to gain followers. <laughs> it's the worst way. I saw the only way I've ever gained followers. I mean, I gained <laughs> a follower who's a friend who I followed first. <laughs> and then I gained, uh, I think I've gained um, four followers, though, as a result of this podcast. That's horseshit. I'm at zero. I'm at even. Yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm an up-and-comer. You're a known commodity. So I had to work my way back up to 500. Well, I'm at 131 right now. It's I'm a big at number. 131 for Kaplan? Sponsors. Take note of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm at 385. So neither one of us Between is... Between uh, the two of us are over 500. <laughs> so um, other plugs. Oh, yeah. So we're doing plugs right away. Here's what I'm plugging. November 16th, Kung Fu Comedy's NYC New York City show. Our first show at... Sorry, second show, but at The Lantern. First time at The Lantern, November 16th. Ready to re- announce the headliner Whoa. right now. This is huge news. We're breaking news. Headliner is Monroe Martin from Last Comic Standing. He was also on the Jim Gaffigan show. He was on Master of None with Aziz nice. and Sorry. Very funny guy. Very funny guy. I toured with him in China. He came out to China. He toured um, all around about a year or so ago. And now he lives in New York City. He's going to come down and do the show along with everybody else on the show. Joe Schaefer, Gus Tate. And I, and I will be in the audience. Mike Kaplan will be with there. A, with cards with my Twitter handle on them to hand out to people. Good idea. <laughs> um, okay, Cap, what are your plugs? That's all I'm plugging, by the uh, way. Man, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm not here for the plugs. I'm here for the comedy. <laughs> I have a charity event that I'm helping out on, but I don't have the details in front of me. My computer's crashed, so I'll plug that <laughs> next week. October 30th in Long Island City. I didn't hear that much. Charity uh, event. A charity event. With um, Mike Cap, Michael Kaplan. Yes, it's for a good cause to raise uh, money for a cancer hospital for kids. For That's good. A hospital that treats kids with cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Not cancer for kids. <laughs> uh, it's at a place called Mandicati's Rustica. 
Um, but I don't have. Uh, what are we doing there? What's happening there? Just gonna be a little party. Oh, a little, it's a party. Little, little party to raise money. Everybody invited? Everyone's invited. Yeah, of course. So. All, all of our. What about our friends in China? Um, no, For, but they I can. can I can send the link out on the website if they want to donate money. If, oh, okay, that's a good idea. And uh, yeah, we'll put a link on our website, which we don't have a website. Right. But <laughs> Turner Sparks. <laughs> I'll put it on my Twitter handle. You go to TurnerSparks.com. You can go to your Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it. Um, cool. I'm a very altruistic podcaster. And here. how did the writing session go last week? Oh. You plugged writing in Long Island City. I did, but then I was so, you know, I felt so accomplished from this podcast that I don't know if I even wrote anything all week, because, I don't know. This felt like writing. We did a podcast. People listened to it. Yeah. I People mean, said it was good. Speaking of writing, I, I have something I need to break to you. Uh-oh. Um, I've got a piece of paper here. I mentioned this slightly to you earlier, but I don't think you know the details. So here's the thing. We got amazing feedback on our first episode. We got tons of people writing in, tons of people. Oh, you mentioned yeah. the Billy Bush. A lot of Billy Bush fans out. People want, <laughs> people want Billy Bush on, our, on the yeah. Kung Fu Comedy we were, show. We were working on it still. In three I know we, some people who... On November 16th. Sort of know him, so we're going to work on it. Cap might, ha Cap have, might an have an in with Billy Bush and yes. his people through I, Cap's Hollywood Connections. <laughs> I'm a mover and shaker. <laughs> He's a mover you know. and shaker. So, and I, 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 I've, I've met Billy a few so times. So. Just want you people to know, we've not given up the dream of getting Billy Bush on our show or on this show or on the live show. I don't know if he's going to be on the live show because I don't think he's a stand-up comedian. No. We're going to have a special show in a locker room. <laughs> and we're all going to be towels and... Bill's going to do stand-up. His natural <laughs> habitat. Yes. <laughs> So Billy Bush is on the table, everybody. That was like an offhand remark. Yeah, he's, trying to, he's trying to rebuild his image, so I think he should come. I think, <laughs> I think gonna... step one is you yeah. go on the Lost in America podcast. Because <laughs> think about it. He is currently Lost well, in America. He's the epitome of Lost in America. He has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. He just got fired. Uh, most people hate him. He's got a $10 million buyout, though. <laughs> Did he really so, get $10 mil? Yeah. So maybe, we'll get him maybe on the he's not going to come then. <laughs> we'll pressure him to give a mil to us. Yeah. And uh, a mil, and he can be on the podcast All right. to help rebuild his image. Buy in. I like All it. of our fans. We had great, uh, great fans in China listening to this, fans in America. This is going to be... So this is a perfect place for Billy Bush. Maybe we can get him a job in China. Yeah, that's as I was just thinking. He needs sleep. Okay, but... Okay, so a lot of good press. A lot of good people writing in. One very bad email. <laughs> oh, my. This is from my mom. This is not from your mom. Okay. This is... When we were talking about the hurricane last week, Hurricane Matthew, you mentioned... Which hurricane was that? Oh. Hurricane Matthew. I forgot about that. Right? You, you mentioned a certain... I think, should we drop in the clip? Sure, play uh, the clip. We're going to play the clip. Let's play the clip. Now you have to figure out how to play the clip, but... Dances, and I don't think my dad's... Here's, okay, podiatry. here's the first story that blew me away about America. This is insane to me, because I, I was watching... We're both football fans. I was watching a game on Saturday. Notre Dame... North Carolina State in the middle of Hurricane Matthew. Hurricane Matthew was it was like Cuba. Where did he go? Was it a dud though? This hurricane or was it a real? Uh, no, uh, it was a real. It, it Haiti, Cuba, Florida. Yeah, but it only matters if it's America. Like, I don't think people care. It's Cuba, I mean, American doing God's work only. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so not the kindest remarks to Cuba. The Cubans say. Anyway, we got this letter from the Cuban. I they, just want to say right now that, like Charles Barkley, I feel like I was misquoted. <laughs> okay. With these people call themselves the Cuban American Society of America. And Cuban here's, America Society of America. That's what they call themselves. They're a little redundant to Here's their with. letter. That's what I say to them. Here's their letter. It came, first of all, it came in a letter. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it was not an email. <laughs> it was a letter addressed to my apartment. Wow. Which... I don't Maybe even know. Being, what is the Cuban uh, uh, Secret Service called? Sorry, our apartment. I mean, our studios. Yeah. Our <laughs> studios. <laughs> okay, Cuban letters, Cuban American Society of America. We are <laughs> writing to express our disple displeasure with your report re during episode one, in quotes, locker room talk. I, like how they, <laughs> I really like how they uh, at least gave us the respect of giving it the title, plugging it. <laughs> they plugged locker room talk. We were writing to express our displeasure with your report during episode one, Locker Room Talk, on Hurricane Matthew, and in particular, Michael Kaplan's racist character characterization of God and his opinion on Cuba. 
I, I, they're taking things all out of context. I don't think you said anything about God negatively. Well, well, I said it was doing God's work, I guess is what they're upset about. Yeah, but it was not a ra- – yeah. It's if they – you should get upset when God is – I mean, God is doing what he's doing. Listen, I – You can't – you know. It's in the name these of – communists don't seem to understand these things. This is in the name of comedy. Okay, so they say an apology is in order. You should consider the ramifications of such irresponsible reporting – which will surely not go unnoticed by our communities in Cuba, America, and the public, public at large. And then this interesting, they say, watch your back. Whoa. <laughs> they really, oh, I should really call, I know some people. Okay, but it ramps up. <laughs> we now have filed a formal complaint with Craig Fox at the Lantern on Bleecker Street. And then Prince Jesus has $5 mojitos. I don't know why they're plugging. I don't know why they're plugging. We should do a special uh, drink special. Hurricane. Fight co- hurricanes. To, they say they file a complaint to get your co- podcast banned. I, I think they think that our podcast is run out of... That's the, that's the place we're doing the Kung Fu Comedy show. Right. Nice plug. As for the undersigned and the tens of thousands who have listened to episode one... So that's that's they, polite. They, yes, applause. Yeah. Applause. They, they think we have tens of thousands of listeners. Oh, I'm sure we do. We have lost confidence. Copies. We have lost confidence in the credibility of your news report. Look, the, the hurricane may have negatively affected our country with its rain, but we will do tenfold to you, Michael Kaplan. So is this a? I don't understand. <laughs> do you know anything about these people? Like, do, <laughs> is this a group that's out of? Are they Cubans who live in America, is what you're saying? They call themselves a Cuban... Okay, then that's the end of the article. And they, they let, I'm they very say, pro-Cuban American. They say, signed, Cuban American Society of Cuba and America. So they're getting both. Look, I'm not going to buy any. I just saw this week that uh, cigars and rum are not going to be legal. I will not buy them. I'm not going to support the Cuban government who <laughs> oppresses their people. So tell them that I'm on their side. <laughs> I think I'm not going to go party there with Europeans. Well, I'm... Here's that we may be Taking able to get a stand because they end. I like uh, that baseball pitcher who just passed away. I was oh the guy from Miami. Yeah, of course, everybody big loves. fan. Yeah, <laughs> so then they end with a postscript. So sign the Cuban American Society of Cuba and America. P.S. We love Billy Bush. <laughs> I say this is, <laughs> all right, I'm calling bullshit on this whole. And they say no. They say get him on the Kung Fu Comedy Show and all is forgiven. So they they're giving you an out. Right, so if we get Billy Bush, all I can stop washing my back. That was a hot first episode. You can stop <laughs> washing your back, is the way it works. All so right. we will see. You know, just to be on a serious note, I apologize if anybody was offended. The joke, <laughs> the joke, I believe, was more of a joke about opinions on um, on Cuba from you know American Puritan American opinions on. Uh, we are not here. Cold to War offend. relations. Of course. We're not here in any way to offend. And Marco Cubans. Rubio was a traitor for supporting <laughs> oh, Trump. So I can't. Wait, is that now? Are you back on sides I'm, or off sides? I don't know. I'm, on all, I'm all over the place. I'm you just talked of. yourself out of it. You know. I'm going to get some Dominican cigars. They're better anyway. Oh, my gosh. Cuban cigars <laughs> no. are overrated. Oh, no. Please, no more letters. All right. Well, you can send. What's the address here at the studio for anyone? Any other reader mail? Uh, all, all mail can be sent to, let's just go with email. You all can right. email at turner, um, at kungfucomedy.com for now or Twitter. Find us on Twitter, right? Right. Send That's us, about, troll us on Twitter, please. We encourage comments. I want trolls. I think that'd be awesome. Hopefully positive. All right. So now that we've ended that debacle, let's get to our next order of business, which is sponsors. Right. We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> this is, that's the we worst. We're ready to whore ourselves out for anybody. Anybody, and we're even, yeah, everybody included is allowed like to Like, I will wear patches, like a soccer jersey. I'll wear it on while I'm doing this radio broadcast here. <laughs> for the, when we get a simulcast deal one day. So here's what we can talk about. First of all, sponsors, if anyone wants to write in and sponsor, that's fine. But I, first suggestion is, I think your dad's podiatry company could sponsor us, right? I shouldn't even plug it. No, no, no. Let's do this. Free plugs today. Free plugs today. And then just see your business explode. Yeah. And if then you're be... in the, you know, the Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, Phillipsburg area, <laughs> and you have an aroma or <laughs> plantar fasciitis, Dr. Uh, Bob Kaplan is the man to go to. And uh, he might give you a chocolate foot around the holiday <laughs> time if you're a nice patient. So 
Does he really do that? Yeah, well, I think he did that about 20 years ago. I should have promised that. I should have overpromised. I don't know if I still exist. But uh, <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get him back going. Dr. Bob Kaplan. Yeah, and he can give you, um, I'm sure he would agree with me on uh, my takes on Cuba, but he can give you, <laughs> he's got a fountain of information on Stalin or any other. <laughs> so, you know. That's our first choice. All right. So if we're drafting, this is a fantasy draft. Right, fantasy draft. Number one pick is Bob Kaplan's podiatry. Yes, that's one. With the chocolate foot. Um, I, I'm going to have to throw Myrna Sparks into the ring. Yeah, I, I'm, the, the Myrna Sparks on your family, not mine. Exactly. Yeah, we both have Myrna Sparks. Yes. Right? Myrna Sparks uh, on my side. We'll put, throw her hat into the ring. That's she, your mom. That's so my let's mom. Let's up. CT Travel <laughs> is her business. They will put you, we just went on a cruise uh, uh, when Europe, uh, Yeah and I, my wife, for a honeymoon through CT Travel. She books a great cruise. <laughs> right. CT Travel. It's in El Dorado Hills, California. It's actually at our house in um, what used to be my uh, playroom. <laughs> so, All right. When Tyler and so I were kids. You're not bitter that your playroom's gone. Now it's, now it's an office. Now it's a travel agency. So just head on by the house. What does CT stand for? Well, she, okay, so she used to have a travel agency called Concierge Travel. All right. And she closed it, oh. or she sold it, but wanted to keep... Stay in the game. Stay in the game. So then I, CT Travel, which I'm not sure. I guess that was a legal move. I'm not totally sure if that... CT, that, that was a horrible maybe, plug. Maybe the guy who bought it could also... If your murder doesn't want to sponsor, we'll take the competitors. The I same, think he, he went out of business immediately. My dad always used to have a... You know, he's got some competitors, podiatrists in the... Leah Valeri, and if any of them want to sponsor instead, oh yeah, exactly. We'll open it up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah he's yeah. got this first bid. He's got first bid. For, yeah, yeah. He and Mer, same with Myrna Sparks on the West Coast gets first ride refusal. All right. Um, okay. And then I was thinking of this. Um, we're both drinking honest tea uh, lemonade or iced tea while we're here. How do you like it? It's all right. We almost got the 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 bodega guy in your local bodega got very upset with us because we had the fridge door open for like I don't know twenty seconds while we debated which flavor Less. to get. And he just was like, close the door, close the door. He was very, it, I would so, say he was open for seven seconds. And yet we persevered and I got this on his teeth. It's not Snapple, but oh wait, I might have blown up the whole sponsor thing. I just, no, 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 whatever. I just said it's not Snapple. We'll edit that it's out. It's not Snapple because Snapple sucks. Yeah. Or unless, unless if, they want a sponsor. Unless they want a sponsor. Yeah. Here's what I like about Honest Tea it's unsweetened. You can get it unsweetened, although the guy at the bodega didn't know that. Right. He's, I asked him, I was like, do you have unsweetened? He's like, if it's not in there, we don't have it. Yeah, he's not a good representative. Yeah, but um, I would say, and plus, it's T. My name's T. People call me T, Turner. Honest T. You're Honest T. I'm Honest T. That's the new name of the podcast. <laughs> all right. If you sponsor us, we will change the name of the podcast. We will forego all the work we've already done. All right, done. Get it out there. If anyone knows uh, Honest T. Okay. And then finally, um, I want to throw into the ring the place where I just ate Chinese food. I, <laughs> do, say, do they have a name? I don't know what it's called, but it's on Montauk Street in Brooklyn Heights. I walked into your, this studio and there was like a punch in the face of Chinese food. I know. I got the smell back. Yeah. I wanted you to feel like you were walking into <laughs> Suzhou, China. Okay. You know? Like... I ate, because I, I, it's been two months. I haven't had Chinese food in two months, so I finally broke Today down. Today was the day you broke down this well, afternoon? Well, we did have it once in um, Athens, Greece. Oh, on the honeymoon. Chinese food in Athens? It was pretty good. Because they don't have any Jews there, so I can't imagine the Chinese food's great. <laughs> yeah, but there was, it was good enough. All it was right. all Chinese people. Um, and yeah, Yaya found it on like an app on her phone or something. Just find Chinese food app. Chinese food app. That's, yeah. that's a good app. And so I was just walking by and I found this place and uh, it was okay. It was, but the guy told me, here's the thing. He told me, he's like, oh, first of all, it's, I was like, oh, is this like, Good Chinese food? Where are you from? And he's like, I'm from Shanghai. I'm like, oh, pretty good food? He's like, uh, it's not going to be authentic. He's like, this is American he's style. He's basically advertising to you that I've sold out my culture to make a quick buck. Completely. But his name was Jerry. Jerry. He's a good That's guy. That's his American name. That's yeah, his American name. He moved here in 1987, though. So at yeah. some point, I wonder if it... Right, he became Jerry. He, he just like became Jerry. Yeah. Is this like one of those like fast foodie kind of Chinese places? No, it's like a downstairs... Oh. It almost looks like you're going to a comedy club. Like you go down a flight of stairs, maybe and you, you can walk book in. yourself a comedy night there. Maybe you can start doing comedy. Well, if Jerry's listening, Jerry, if you're out there, we're just, we're just gonna have to show up at Jerry at the restaurant <laughs> while you wait for your food. Say, can I borrow your phone? Download the app. <laughs> the, subscribe to the podcast for him, and maybe. we could do a live pod from there. If Jerry wants to do that, all, all right. right, Jerry. All right, so those are all four finalists. All right, <laughs> and people can vote. 
People can vote. You get honest teas. You get Bob's podiatry, Bob Kaplan's podiatry yeah. with possibly a chocolate foot. <laughs> you get Myrna Sparks, CT Travel in Eldorado Hills, California in my old playroom. We might have to put an other category for if anyone can think of anything. Yeah, like, a po- like if you want to add something. If anybody wants to throw their business into the ring. I'll put that on Twitter starting, I don't know, tomorrow when this thing comes out. Thursday, Wednesday night. Right. Go to Turner B. Sparks. we need to make some money because otherwise, you know. Otherwise, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> we're just sitting in just my sitting room. sitting in a room without a TV. Oh, my living room. Talking. I mean, studio. Yeah. But that gets us to our next segment, which is Lost in Amer- our Lost in America moment of the week. Right? Cue the music. I thought it was music would play. No, <laughs> it did play. Oh. Just not here. Are we having some technical difficulties? Yeah, I, no, I throw it in later. You don't hear it oh, okay. while we're not in the studio. I'm busy here. I'm writing down things. I'm like a, a candidate at a debate. I have a piece <laughs> of paper this week, so I'm going to make notes while you tell your Lost in America thing so I can be ready to, ready to uh, attack. Sounds questions. good. Okay, so here's, here's what it is. is I, I've been eating in Chinese restaurants for the past 12 years in China, right? right. Today... Over at Jerry's place on Montauk Street. <laughs> Jerry's place. Is yeah. the name of it? Jerry's place. No, I don't know. His name was Jerry. Could at least get the name before we start plugging him. Yeah. Well, it's not a real plug, but until until we get the name. Yeah. But anyway, it's my first time eating in Amer- an American Chinese food restaurant, and the first in like, twelve years. In Since twelve years. I'm sure you ate them before at some point. Yeah, but nothing that I because when I would come home before, I would come home for like a week. Right. In Sacramento and Miami, they don't really. Have and people are like you want to get Chinese food? Ha ha. I'm like, no, I eat yeah. it all the time. So I ate it here because I've been here two months. I needed it, you know. So I go in there. First thing I notice, they're completely different in America than they are in China. Number one, every time you walk into a, a Chinese restaurant that's worth its salt in China, in China, you just get a complete smell of baijiu. Do you know baijiu? No. I think, I think, I think when your we wife... we talked about last week? The liquor? Or yeah, no? yeah, yeah. So I think when your wife came to China, I had her drink baijiu. Baijiu right. is like 40% alcohol. It's not roofies or anything, is it? You just said my wife came to China. <laughs> 40% alcohol, right. We dis- I think we discussed our baijiu. I- yeah, and so then it's, it's clear. Yeah, it's like ever. It's, it's I can't cl- believe she drank it. Clear like her. I think she tried a little bit. She's and then, very uh, stubborn about trying alcohol. She well, it so. didn't work on her, so I had to move on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good to know. So then it didn't smell like baijiu at all. There was no baijiu smell. So if we ever go in there, we do a live pot in there. We've got to get the baijiu out all right. and get Jerry drinking with us. <laughs> S- secondly, there was no smoking. I'm used to every, again, the good ones, if you're full, if a Chinese restaurant's full, it's just packed with people smoking cigarettes. Right. Well, this is America, post-Bloomberg. Yeah, but there's some comedy club I do in New York that they call themselves a hookah bar, and so then everyone just smokes cigarettes in there. Oh, but it's, whoa, you're going to get so busted. Be careful. No, yeah. I'm not going to get busted. I didn't say the name of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're only allowed to smoke hookahs in a... Oh, really? Yeah. This I think a, it's just a cover to smoke cigarettes. This might be a new Lost in America pod uh, idea, but smoking in America doesn't really exist indoors anymore. Well, all I'm saying is we can go in and tell Jerry that if he wants to make it a hookah Chinese restaurant, <laughs> people we'll are back to it. You can, can make sp- it like a cigar club or something. I think then you can Yeah, that's smoke. a good idea. If it's a private club. And then you can just smoke. Then you can smoke. Ten quat, like $1 so cigarettes. Jerry's private Chinese restaurant. Ten quat cigarettes. Hookah bar club. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. See, and buys you. Jerry should not only bring us on, he should not only sponsor us, but then he should get us as consultants. Yeah. And at his restaurant. And Baiju should be our secondary sponsor. And Baiju, just in is. general? Yeah, because we seem to talk about them every week. I think naturally. we need a brand. Oh, Baiju is just like, oh, it's just it like, like saying like in rum. The, in China, they just have one brand. I <laughs> All right, so there's no smoking, there's no Baiju. So immediately my senses are off. The right. smells are completely. Right. I, I don't know where I am. You know? It's like for me, I couldn't eat like a. a a big a blueberry bagel that just seems wrong like you you need like certain things of course yeah exactly like you're having you can't eat chinese food in this environment no not with no smoke and no no baijo and then next i i walk down into the place i step on the floors completely clean it's, <laughs> like, it's ridiculous any good chinese How restaurant they? has the slipperiest floors did you is there a grade outside this restaurant because in america we also grade our restaurants in new york at least 
I did not see a grade, but it should get a zero out of ten. No, there's an A, B, C. You haven't noticed these in New York yet? Since no. You've been here? What's it like? Zagat rated or no, whatever? No, it's, <laughs> it's Department of Health rated. So like, give him a zero. He has no, no smoking. There's clean. no such thing as an A. Is that what you you know? Which you really wouldn't want a Chinese restaurant to have an A. Is what you're saying. A no, B, you want an F. But most it's counterintuitive because most New Yorkers won't eat anywhere that has a C. A C is essentially an F. It's like, it's because you can't be lower than that. If you're lower than that, it means you have a grade pending, which is the ultimate. Like, if um, you have a grade pending, it means that means they fail, but they have like a second chance, like they're gonna come back. Yeah. So, um, uh, if there's a grade pending, people will, like avoid it, and then if you they fail that, they're out of business. But so you you're well, what saying, I'm saying you want is, a place with a grade pending, maybe is what you're. What I'm saying is the laws of New York are driving out all the good Chinese restaurants. Right. Because you can't have a good restaurant unless... Because when you're eating, right. you want your, fu- your food to be infused with the <laughs> cigarette smoke, right. with the booze. It's the same way the way they protect quarterbacks and everything, and wide receivers is ruining football. Exactly. Like, you can't... This is how defense... This is how the football is supposed to be played. And yeah. Not allowing cigarettes is like not allowing uh, kickoffs. Right. You know, guys go over the middle. Returns. Not him the, yeah. Yeah. And so then... Yeah, the floor is not so... Any good Chinese restaurant, it's because they're like running around... With um, like huego ro, like the pork and everything, and they're waiting around with uh, uh like uh gambian sujido, like all these foods, and the uh, and the oil is flying out of the bowl, or flying off the plate, and spilling all over the ground, and nobody's gonna clean it up because they have a million customers, they don't have time, you know, they gotta right. get around and serve people, and so then the any anytime you go in, if the if you almost slip and fall down when you walk in, you're in the right place, right? You know, you you want to slip. Do you want to fall or you want to like almost fall? You want to slide like you're on, like like (laughs) like you're in an ice skating rink. Okay. In Converse. Okay. And then you catch yourself, but you got to hold on to the wall. Right. You know what I'm saying? Is there a word for that? Is there a traditional? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bing Cho is ice skating. So just make something up. I have no idea. (laughs) We have listeners in China. China. Oh right, right. right. You can write in. Tell me the word for. Slippery, slippery floors means good <laughs> restaurant. Whatever that, I don't know, idiom is. Okay, so then I go inside, right? I look at the menu. It immediately hits me that in 12 years in China, I've never had to order for myself. Wow. Because you're always, rarely do I eat alone right. at a Chinese restaurant. Or if I do, I just know what I want. I go and I get one single thing. Eating in it. China is like being with like a, a father-in-law or someone who... who it's a regular at a restaurant. It always orders for you. And Quite literally, because yeah. I have now, I'm married to a, I have a Chinese oh, wife. Yes, yes. And my father-in-law often did order for us. Exactly. You go in. By the time you get there, usually the people you're going to meet, whether it's people from work or family, extended family, whatever, they've already, no matter what time you get to dinner, they've already been there for a half an hour. Hmm. Then they're like, oh, you're, How? you're always 30 minutes late, no right. matter what. Right. And, uh, and then the food's like already sitting there on the table. The wine's already out. The beers are cracked. The baijo's flowing. The baijo's flowing. And then you just sit down and start hanging out, you know? If you're playing, if you're playing a Lost America drinking game at home, drink every time we say baijo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Last week it was Billy Bush. Yes. <laughs> this week, baijo. So, um, so, so then I have to figure out what to order. I look at the menu, and all of the... It's the English menu, right? And uh-huh. everything on the English menu is written... In like the Hong Kong style of writing these dishes, which is not familiar to me because that's Cantonese. So it's written in English, but it's like translated from Cantonese. So it's like lo mein and like chicken. I don't know. Do what. they have lo mein in China? Is that a real thing? Because I know certain well, dishes I, like General Tsao's or whatever, they're just not even real dishes. So, so I don't know what that means. Like I had to figure out what I think lo mein means like la mien, which means noodles. Right. But it's Cantonese is a different language from Chinese. Right. So not only am I reading it in English, um, but then I'm translating it from Hong Kong back to Shanghai hmm. or Suzhou, you know. And so then I just told, like, I looked it up for like two minutes. I didn't know. And half the stuff's like a number six, you know. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. Well, it's a number six special. Yeah, I know. It's a shrimp and chicken combo. Is know. that right? <laughs> no, I didn't it. know. And then they had um, that guy, the General Cao, which is, he never existed in China. Right. His chicken's on there. So I don't know what anything is. So then I just tell the guy. I'm like, all right. And also, I don't know where he's from. That's a big problem in, in, in New York is that you meet Chinese people. They m- might not necessarily speak the same language as you. Language as you, you know? right. They might not speak Mandarin. They might speak Cantonese. So you start speaking to them in Mandarin, and they'll be like, oh, uh, like, no. okay, I can speak it, but 
I'd rather speak English, you know, because it's not like their first language. So then mm. the, the guy, I just said to him, I was like, Jerry, Jerry, we know each other a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know what I told him. I was like, I don't know what anything, any of these things are, but I know what I want. And I was like, do you have like Gambian Sijido, which is like green beans, like s- with spices, you know? Right. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have it. And then I was like, okay, do you have Huigo Ro? And he's like, we have it. And then he starts speaking to me in Chinese. He's like, oh, and then I found out he's from Shanghai. Did they make you then a special dish that they didn't have on the menu? Like well, a- so then what he did was he got out a different menu. Ah, uh, secret. After I talked to him for like a couple <laughs> minutes in Chinese, he was like, oh, here's actually like our menu for Chinese people. Whoa. And I didn't have time to check prices to okay. see if they were the same. It's cheaper, probably. Probably it's cheaper. But I was, you know, I don't want to, you know, throw. He probably gave you the American prices. I don't want to throw Jerry under the bus. Well, he had already quoted my price um, before he gave me the menu. But then then I looked at the menu, but then I was completely full of shame because then I can't, I can not really read. They don't give you a wonton cookie, probably, with the Chinese menu. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. So I got the, I got the. You got to mix and match. Yeah, but then, so then I I speak to him. He gives me the menu, and then I can't read it because it's all in characters. And I know, like, 11 characters and I was like oh, I would know like one I'd be like okay well this is some kind of beef this is some kind of pork this is a Shanghai like some kind of noodle right. but I didn't know specific so then he was like oh okay um, so then there's that and then the final thing is I go to pay and there's a tip thing on there right like a jar no like well I pay with a credit card oh and so it, it has a space for like tipping right and I was doing takeaway Take but away. here's take the thing. Out. We say takeout in America. You say takeout? Takeaways, they say that in like London. Oh, okay. Or, I, was, or <laughs> I was doing takeout. And because I was like, I want to be American, like Chinese takeout. That's very right. American. Takeout. And so then I asked, so I see it. And then I'm thinking, like, Jerry, we just had this conversation. You're from Shanghai. I lived in Suzhou. No one tips in China. Like, can't this be, like, you know how my brother works in the State Department? Anywhere right. he goes is technically America. You know, like he doesn't have to live by the laws of any country he's in. Right. Because that's what I was thinking. Like, Jerry, we're both here. This is technically Shanghai. I shouldn't have to tip. Like, right. come on, Chinese guy to Chinese guy. That could be a, what's the age of consent in China? You could, that could be a weird defense for things. I think 18. She's <laughs> <laughs> giving me laws of the, the. So, but anyway, then I did tip. But then I talked to you. You say you don't have to if it's takeaway, a takeout, right? Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's got their own rules on tipping. I don't know. I wish somebody would just release an all, like one guide for everything. I don't know. Uh, someone today told me they tip twenty dollars a night at a hotel. Uh, person, chamber person, I give like a, I don't know a few bucks. But um, what you get? But the, the 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 takeout window, you do not have to tip unless I only tip if it's like a place I go all the time. Um, I tip like if uh, I bring my dog in and I give her like a treat or something. Which of course I'm paying a few dollars <laughs> no. for a dog treat at this point. Uh, I thought you were gonna make logic. a Chinese dog. Joke. Oh no, yeah, yeah, don't say that. <laughs> that is offensive to me. Um, and uh, so no, you do not have to tip on takeout unless they're doing something that's above and beyond. I'm pretty sure, you know. All right, that, that is that is that how our lost in America. Well, I will say one thing: you should, um, while you're here, since we're on the subject of Chinese food, you should come out to Queens. We do have real Chinese food in Queens. I know this because is last this in Flushing, in all over Queens, Flushing, yes, but Elmhurst, and I know this because you know we as Jews we go for Chinese food every Christmas. That's our tradition. It's very comforting. And one year, two years ago, I think we I took the family out to a, a Chinese place in Queens, and I got the whole experience of like dim sum and a round table, and we were the only Americans in there, and it was. And how much were they smoking? They weren't smoking. How slippery were the floors? So it was. The floors did not smell like baiju. So sorry. <laughs> oh but uh, it was very. Uh, it, it's 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 a real experience that you should check out, and then you can report right, let's back do to it. me on how authentic it is. We'll do. Here, a, no, no, no. Here's what we'll do. We'll do a live pod from the restaurant. Okay. Let's go out there sometime. Let's go. And Anybody maybe sponsor us? Any of our <laughs> listeners welcome to join. <laughs> Why not? We'll eat with the fans. Yeah. We'll eat with the fans. We'll get them to sponsor us. That'll be good. That's been Lost in American Moment of the Week. Let's get to our stories. You want to get to? Oh, we have a lot of news. Let's get to the stories. Get Ready? The news. What do we call it? In the news. Huey Lewis in the news. Take us to In the News.
right, so number one in the news. First thing in the news this week is the Jeff Kaplan wedding that last is, That weekend. is the big news of the day. That the is week. the big news of the week. Yes. My brother, who's your age, is uh, tied the knot in holy matrimony, a beautiful ceremony in Pennsylvania. And I was, uh, I got the honor of giving a toast. Um, and, uh, you know, I tried to, you know, I had a lot of pressure on me because this podcast had done, you know, so well over the week that I felt now I was a professional podcaster. I had to give a good toast. Yeah, you're 100%. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're in the, in the game now. Yeah, it's like being a podcaster is like, I feel like it's the male equivalent of having like a fashion blog or a lifestyle blog. I feel like every girl I know, every other girl has a fashion blog, lifestyle blog. Every mom I know has like a mom's blog. And then there must be pressure on them to be very fashionable. Healthy. Yeah, everyone's looking at them for tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking at them for tips and parenting. They have to be good Same parent. thing with yeah. you now. So now it's like, oh boy, I had this podcast. Everyone else, I got to give a good toast. Is that the buzz around the, uh, that's the buzz around the campfire? Ar- around the wedding. It's like we got a professional podcaster yeah. that's going to be doing this <laughs> toast. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't have, I got there and I had no speech and I didn't have a printer or a piece of paper. So I had nothing to write down. So I just made some notes on my phone. And, you know, you don't, when you have kids, I got kids and it's traveling with kids is as hell. You don't get to sleep. I don't think people understand this when you have kids. You don't, you go to a hotel room and it's like, it's just a whole different experience. Sure. So all of your life is about when you have free moment is about the kids and then trying to sleep when they're sleeping. So I could not concentrate. There was just like, I made some notes and we're going to go with it. Yeah. Um, and so I started, it was a last second edition. I got up there and my son followed me up there and he's staring right at me. You just watched the toast. I know. Was, I watched the toast. It's fantastic. I watched it before you. we did this podcast. You did a really good job. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no I was, uh, so I decided to give a little homage to you with my first line, a little intertextuality, and I made a joke about uh, how I got a sister-in-law today, and I also uh, got a Carson Wentz, who's the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. Very exciting that we actually have a player who you'd want to buy the jersey of. And can I say this? That part killed. Yeah. Yeah, it did kill. It did kill. It did very well. And it was, uh, it, you know, to back up a little bit, I, I was buying a jersey. that I did buy him a jersey at a, at a mall in Pennsylvania, which is a great place to go if you want to take polls of uh, the American voter. We were driving to the mall. We had, we had a few hours to kill. We are driving to the mall, and um, there's all these people outside uh, on the street with, like, signs up, and it says, like, there's a sign, and it says, honk if you support the police, or honk for the police. <laughs> and then my wife just reaches over and honks her horn, and I look over, and it's like a Trump rally. It's like all these <laughs> Trump people. It was like they tricked us into supporting Trump. Um, but we got to the mall, and I, I felt like I had a lot of money to burn. On, on um, There was like a Philadelphia sports store because um, I was watching – I went to a football game two weeks ago in New York. I went to a bar to watch an Eagles game, and uh, this Indian guy just comes up to me early in the game, and he's like – I was wearing a football jersey. I was wearing a jersey with players not on the team anymore, Jeremy Macklin. Uh, it's a jersey that's too big on me. I almost donated it. And he comes up to me and he offers me $500 on the spot for my jersey. For a Philadelphia Eagles jersey? Yes. He just wants to buy it off you for he $500. Thinks, he says, it'll be really funny. My friends are coming. I just, I, they, they're going to crack up if they see me in an Eagles jersey. It and it worked. Cr- and we traded shirts in the middle of the bar. I put on this <laughs> white shirt with like a pink little thing. And I thought, maybe the joke here, it's not a scam. I couldn't figure out what the scam was. I thought maybe the joke is he's trying to on a dare to see if he can get some guy to wear this shirt. Maybe there's some symbolism, but I didn't care. So what's the fu- what happened with the guy in the shirt when his friends showed up? Were they like, whoa, they you were got- laughing a lot and they brought me over. And I was it worth pictures. $500? Uh, there, I have to make sure they, and if I see him at the bar, I'm going to get him to follow the pod because they put me on their Instagram account. And I don't know. They thought <laughs> so. They thought they were happy. We won the game. We Wait, the he gave me $500 for a shirt. This is the person who needs to be sponsoring our podcast. Yeah, he's got deep pockets. He's got money to burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I made a point. I'm going to buy my son a jersey with that money. I did it. And I, and I got a toast. I got an opening. A lot happened in that. This is the... This is how life works. Well, it was great. I thought it was a great uh, speech. The whole thing was fantastic. Maybe we'll put it on the website. Yeah, I threw in a little, you know, it was, a, it was um, uh, an intermarriage. Uh, my brother's marrying a, a shiksa, as we call her. So oh. I thought I would throw in a little bit of um, Borscht Belt humor at the end. I threw in some <laughs> old Borscht Belt jokes that I heard uh, recently somewhere. That's like um, when, um, I, oh, sorry, I, t- I took a, uh, a class in college where it, they showed us how George Bush would throw in when he wanted us to go to war, yes. he would throw in like coded religious messages. <laughs> so, so religious people would be like, oh, he's talking to us. But everyone else wouldn't understand. They wouldn't notice. Yeah. I was trying to like, yeah, bring them over a little bit to our culture with a little, yeah. little, little old school 
Uh, Catskill's humor. What was she? She was a uh, Gentile? I mean, she was a Christian? <laughs> I guess everyone's is. a Gentile, right? Yes, everyone's a Gentile. You're a Gentile. She was a, like, what, Christian or Muslim? I, I don't know. She's not a Muslim, though. <laughs> she's a Christian. <laughs> she's from Palestine? Yeah, she's Palestinian. Uh, <laughs> I went to open with a Carson Wentz joke if what, she was Palestinian. What was at the wedding? Was there what a minister it? or was there a rabbi? No, it was... um. A, uh, a priest, officiant, I think is the word, when someone who's non-denominational, I don't know, just a person they found on the internet, I think. I don't just know. like an old guy? No, it was a woman. Oh, uh, This is what go. I was going to propose to you as a business idea. Progressive. If you need some money, I think you should just do this. You're good at talking. And I don't know, they paid her, like I think that she's like 500 bucks or something. Can I? Th- and you just, are you licensed? I'm licensed. Whoa. Yeah, I so did it. Should- I've done two weddings in China. I went to, um, I said, by the power invested in me, by the... Church of Universal Life.com. <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife. By the power of grade school. By the power of <laughs> I, uh, I don't think she even said anything. Like, she was very, um, she was a minimalist. I think they paid her like $10 a <laughs> That's word. That's not a religion. <laughs> she got right to the point. We walked in. She just said, like, the, it was like, do you take this woman? Do you take this man? I do, I do. Oh, so um, she was just punching the clock. Like I thought when, well, no, I thought when they, you know, I thought she might be a little more like some sort of like spiritual thing because I thought, like, I don't know who you find, like, when they're not re- any religion, they might have, like, some sort of other angle, but... Oh, yeah. Because, like, when I got married, to back up, the when I, I know last week, I think I said that the only thing I care about was the little hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say I lied to the audience, because I never lie to you people, but I did have something else I cared about a little bit, What's that? which was the rabbi marrying us. Oh, yeah. I was very adamant that he was, um... I wanted him to have, have like, a gray beard... And be like, why? <laughs> I felt like he's going to give us some tidbits, and I wanted to like pay attention and listen to him. And You cared about his look. I thought yeah. you were going to say like you wanted to be someone who was close to your family. No, no, I didn't <laughs> want that. I mean, we you actually, just wanted him to look like what your right. vision of a rabbi would look like. Right, because the first, because Randy's, my wife's parents, weren't members of an actual synagogue, which is this whole thing about Judaism. It's a big racket. We, like, there's no, you can't find someone to marry you if you're not in a synagogue. Like, and the then don't you have to like pay extras in the front and stuff like that? To, well, you have to pay. Well, you actually, it's a good deal, I realize now. You pay like the same amount you pay for someone off the internet, except you have to feed them. <laughs> like they're expected to be invited as a guest and they're going to eat. But um, with the internet people? No, no, the rabbi. Oh, because I was going to say, no, he's going to hang out. He's going to have some, some food. But um, we, the first guy we met with was um, everyone, I think we called him, or he just, everyone in Boston called him Rabbi McDreamy. <laughs> uh, because um, maybe my wife gave him that name, I forget. But um, good-looking rabbi. Yeah, he was a good. Like Randy's, uh, her mom really. Everybody actually, all the everybody wanted him um, to be the rabbi because he was like, "This is the best rabbi. He's the hottest rabbi in Boston." <laughs> like he was the guy. We Blue went, eyes. I, we went to meet with him, and he reminded me of like the guy in Magnolia, a Tom Cruise character. He was like very, um, very new agey, and he had this like. This was yeah. the, a really early day. This was 2008, and he was like. Old you guys need to follow me on Twitter where I get <laughs> No, he didn't. <laughs> I swear to God, he was like, he's like, check my blog. Like, usually, like, every other rabbi, they, like, give you, like, like, lessons on a relationship. He's like, check my blog posts. I discuss relationships. He's like, uh, follow me on Instagram. You're like, what's Instagram? He's yeah. like, it's coming out next yeah, year. Yeah, I'm ahead of the curve. He had new age music, <laughs> and I was like, absolutely not. Uh, I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't want everyone at the wedding to want to sleep with my rabbi. That wasn't of course. what we were going for. So we, you we want found, the focus to be on you. Yeah, exactly. And you, yeah. And, and our rabbi was, we ended up finding a guy who was, uh, he stuttered, which I liked. <laughs> as charming. And uh, he did ask me, he's apparently, he, he tried to ask me for some help getting in a movie. He's like an actor too, but. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's, he's used it as a networking uh, engagement? Yeah, yeah. But I know they take, so yeah, he was, he was a networking and he was. He was like, hey, can Bob throw he me was in? Like, the- he basically said that, yes. The yes. next film. He'd been in a few things. He'd been in a Sopranos. Me- I think, Meet the Fockers 3 coming yeah, out anytime soon. Yeah, he had been in a few things. I played a rabbi at one thing and he. But, um, Typecast. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he had the beard. See, <laughs> I think like a Hollywood, you know, casting agent. But, um, you know, I go to Jewish weddings, I go to um, uh, Catholic weddings, and I always feel like they're kind of like auditioning a little bit for like people who aren't members of the religion. Like, they give you, like, a mini crash course and like, this is what a Jewish wedding is. This is what oh, a Catholic you're is. right. And my wedding, mine was a, a, a Methodist wedding, yeah. which is where I am. But um, I guess he did. Yeah, that gives yeah, a little explanation. a little bit. Or else you're just trying to bring everybody in. They bring you in. Or they, I remember being at a wedding a few years ago, the Catholic wedding, and the, the priest, uh, it's a priest, right? He, he really seemed Catholic to be hitting priest. the uh, marriages between a man and a woman note really hard, really heavy. So I feel like, you know, they try to get a little bit of a, <laughs> a little... <laughs> A little editorializing. Did he repeat it? Like, yeah, he repeated it Multiple times. times? But regardless, my point is they're trying, to, they're trying to do a little bit of a show for the outsiders. Okay. And then if you get someone who's not 
um, who's independent or yeah. just a person, they have nothing to sell. They're just selling the. They're just, so you get to the point. Except, well, no, I did because I'd always at the end I would say, uh, "Follow me on Twitter." <laughs> That's what she should have done. I, and if you want to hire me. That's why you say the power invested me by the church of universal life.com. She didn't do that. She didn't plug. I don't know how to get her. You got to plug. And you throw your plugs at the beginning like we've learned. But I think, yeah, but I do think it's hard. It's, I can see why atheism will be a hard time catching on because there's no, I don't know, there's no salesmanship. It's just like, this is what it is. You're done. You're married. And then it's the same result. You go eat little hot dogs, you get drunk. Yeah, you're right. But there's no pageantry. There's no pageantry. There's no, you know. Yeah. So it's, in, it's a diff, different, uh, you know. It's like playing, like, you know, in the preseason. It's like a wedding podcast, by the way. Like, well, this is just a But you know, in the preseason, when you play, like, the Bears will play the Chiefs in Mexico City. Right, right. They're playing the game, but ultimately it's an advertisement for the NFL. Right. That's what a wedding is if you're a Christian or a Jew, or, right? It's right. like, hey, this is what we do. This is our thing. Yeah. And if you're an atheist, what do you? You're just like, hey, you're married. In and out. Yeah. Yeah, we're the mini hot dogs. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Issue number... Yeah, yeah. Next story on. of the week? Yeah, there's other news in the week. It wasn't all about my brother getting married. That was 90% of the news. <laughs> but another thing that happened in the news, besides Bill's marriage, was a notorious hunter got accused of killing... A notorious hunter. He's <laughs> a notorious hunter. <laughs> is it the guy from... Uh... Accused of killing a beloved bear this named the guy Petals. who was in... Um, who killed... Uh, what was a hunter everyone hated last year? Oh, yeah, what happened to him? They shut down his place in uh, Minnesota or whatever? Yeah, Minnesota. Dentist. Is he a podiatrist? No, he's a dentist. Don't, don't smear podiatrists. We, that's our sponsor. No, no, no. I was going to say another reason to go to uh, Bob oh, yeah. Kaplan. My dad does not own a gun. He never took me out of school the first day hunting season in Pennsylvania, which is like a holiday. He does, yeah. Not, yeah, he does not kill animals. Well, I'll tell you somebody who Plug. does. <laughs> and that, tell me about this, this guy. A New Jersey hunter has become the hunted, Whoa. according to the New York Post. At least he has been on social media. So he's not. The good thing about people on social media is, like the Twitter people, the Instagram, all they most of them are not big gun people, right? They're just kind of like, like people at dance clubs. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's people in like other parts of the country who are gun people who tweet while they're shooting. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so it's, it's, to me, I associate with something of like, especially Instagram and Snapchat. It's like, hey, I'm doing this. Like, come see this band play. Anyway, all right. So the New Jersey Hunters become the hunted, um, where he's being accused of killing a beloved upright walking brown bear in the neighborhood known as Petals. The bow and arrow shooting bar owner. Whoa. That's a lot to digest. So he's not shooting with a gun. Well, that's more of a hunter. That's a real hunter. That's a real man. Yeah. And he owns a bar, so he's got to get back to work. So he's not going out for so or else he's sitting on the, the front of his bar. Out on the patio, <laughs> shooting bears that are walking by. Was this in New Jersey, you said? Where was this? It's in, New, it's in Somerset County, New Jersey. He's been threatened on Facebook and elsewhere while being ripped as a murdering, cowardly bastard. Let me ask you, is, was his name Petals before he was killed, or that's a name they gave him posthumously? It does, I think they gave him that name after Because that's really a It's a biased way to approach the story. Like, you hear the name Petals, you're like, aw. Yeah, yeah, no one kills him. Like, nobody kills him named Petals. Yeah, but, no, one, no one's calling him, like, killer, the brown black. I mean, just because he could stand upright, it doesn't mean he wouldn't have killed you if he had exactly. a chance. Like. <laughs> so anyway. And the, bear one, com- the bear community is going to be writing letters next week. Uh, the bear community, yeah. I, I mean, I've had enough of these, <laughs> this letter-writing campaign. So one writer on Facebook writes, we will relentlessly bring him down. <laughs> Another person says, I hope and pray... That someone is hunting you. They bring God into it. Right. They're actually going at church. It says, hey, does anyone, does anyone have anything else we should pray for? Right. Somebody raises their hand and says, I pray that we shoot uh, this New Jersey guy. Bar owner. Yeah, the bar owner for getting out a bow and arrow and shooting a bear. Hmm. Which, I don't know. It, oh, Pedals the Bear, I think, has its own... Instagram and oh, Facebook account. Does he more followers than us? Of course he does. It updated on Sunday, even though I believe it died like two days earlier, so... Wow. I don't all right, know, he's well, coming back from the dead for that. Let's just, let's just take, should we, like, let's all keep pedals in our thoughts this week. Everybody, thoughts and prayers for pedals. Pedals, family. And yeah. um, I'm going to say also for the guy who they're trying to kill, the, the hunter who's become the hunted, because I don't think this guy should die. Is anywhere else in the right. world, if, if you, any of our listeners are vigilantes, this is what's what, insane about America to me, is yeah. that anywhere else in the world, if you want to kill, 
if there's a bear walking around attacking you and you kill it, people are like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, more meat for dinner, you know? Yeah. Well, th- I've never tried bear before. It's a very American, maybe Western, I don't know. But, yeah, we, there's people here who have way too much. All these stories, like the zoo story in Cincinnati. It's like a kid was in the zoo and, like, you, he could have been killed. But people are upset that they shot the gorilla. Not only that, but then also the thing with the gorilla is that if you barely miss, all you do is piss him off, and he has a two-year-old sitting in front of him who's just going to eat. Right, so maybe they shouldn't have shot him then. No, <laughs> so you, sh- you shoot to kill. Right, 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 right. Right? Like, you go, you got to go straight for it. Like, if you, anything else, or if you try to shoo him away with, I don't know, a fly swatter or whatever they use these days. Right. I don't know. People who don't have kids, I guess, maybe don't get it. But if you were the parent, you would be like, Yeah, what would you... that? I mean, my wife would have sent me in. There's no way she'd been like, uh, go in there and get the kids. So here's what I think you, you know, do. I would have done in there and sent, given the guy a twenty, fifty, maybe, and shoot the kid. I mean, shoot the bear. No, right? I mean, I would have tried to bribe the gorilla. I don't. Know. Oh, bribe the gorilla, and get out. Yeah. Well, I the other thing- you do not want me shooting. I can't squint. I, I cannot. <laughs> I was at riflery in camp. I was a disaster. I don't think they even gave me the gun in riflery. So you don't want me. Anywhere near a gun. Well, everybody was saying that if the lady had never... They, they, they were upset, right? Because the lady had never dropped... They said it was bad parenting. It's the lady's fault that the kid got dropped in there. So, But the, the, par- the punishment for bad parenting isn't your kid gets eaten by a gorilla. Well, that's what I think a, it is... not really a fair... Uh, the minute the kid falls into the gorilla cage, you just shoot the lady. <laughs> and then job done. No one's complaining. Mm, that's, that, 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 I'm going to let you on an island with this take. <laughs> I'm not going to. I do not endorse that take at all. All right. Next story. We want to talk about This is breaking in the wires. This is breaking news. I'm just reading this now that I think it's going to have to be our final story. Final story, people. Yeah. The debate, which is airing. This is airing tonight. The debate's tonight. This debate will be tonight. Yeah. We're taping this on Tuesday, but it's going to air on Wednesday. And I've just heard that Donald Trump has announced that his guest list is going to include Obama's half brother. Who hates Obama? Okay. The Benghazi mom, <laughs> which I think means a mother of someone who died in Benghazi. And I, I want to be, I'm not laughing at the lady whose son right. died in yes, Benghazi. Oh I'm just laughing this at the ridiculousness of the scenario. And musical guest, Wayne Newton. What, why is Wayne Newton? I guess he's a friend of Trump's from their bit. And firstly, I think that this whole idea of bringing people to yeah. psych out the opposite side. Is going to psych Like, is Hillary going to see Wayne Newton and just, like, break into a laugh? Like, what? How's he? To me, this is like when, um, when Yokozuna used to bring, like, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> like, you bring your manager. The Paul Bear comes it's in like with like the Undertaker. Like, Miss Elizabeth or... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a complete wrestling move. Yeah, yeah. To bring people in. Who would you bring if you were in a debate? Well, who am I up against? Oh, right. I guess that matters. Yeah. If I'm debating um, like if Bill, Clinton, <laughs> Bill Clinton. Bill <laughs> Clinton. Yeah, where, Bill Clinton. Where is this debate? Obviously, I'd bring Monica Lewinsky. Right. I'd bring Trump. Which, by the way, not to interrupt, <laughs> but at the same bodega that we keep talking about, I noticed they had a Monica Lewinsky sandwich and a Clinton <laughs> sandwich, and I, I felt like the menu looked like it was from the 90s, so they must have named it then. And all these years later, now it's like relevant again. It's very it must be. They, yeah, they were waiting. They uh, really uh, held uh, out for uh, those fifteen uh, years in between. Never, a lot of news has happened, and they never changed their names. People were coming in. I'm sure, like ten year olds, been coming in, being like, like "What's a Lewinsky?" Yeah, yeah, millennial has no idea what this chicken cutlet, and uh, <laughs> somehow she's a chicken parm, basically. But yeah. Anyway, you'd bring Monica. I bring I bring uh, Billy Bush. Billy Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere I go at this point, I'm bringing Billy Bush. I would bring who's the daughter? Um, I, I don't know if she's still alive. Actually, Trump slept with somebody's da- Eisenhower's daughter or something like Bill that. Bill Clinton did. I Bill uh, Mondale. Mondale's, Mondale's daughter. daughter. Yes, I'd bring her. Um, although I don't know if, if Bush. I mean, I don't know if Clinton would be upset with any of these. I think he'd just be like, "Oh yeah, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while." Yeah, that's, I don't. Well, you know, I mean, why would you be debating Bill Clinton though? I don't really understand this. Uh, well, I don't know. It's an arbitrary. We don't well, know I mean, who else would be Hillary Clinton, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter who I would debate. I'd probably bring the same people, which would be like, I think I'd bring Joel Embiid of the Sixers because he's my favorite person in the world, and he'd Good. just give me positive support. Yeah. Um, and I would, I think I'd just bring my kids, and then I'd deflect. If I was struggling to debate, I would just like do like an eye thing, point to them, and they're cute, and that would make me look better. Well, judging you by the... You think of the positives. Not, you don't look at your opponent. You don't look to psych out. 
I don't know. The other thing is, judging by the, um, the, the wedding speech I just watched, if you bring your kids, any problems, and they can run up and dance in front of the, yeah, your that's opponent. Yeah, that's what they did, exactly. And freak them out. And then I need a fourth. Uh, maybe Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton, why not? <laughs> Bring it back around with Wayne Newton. All right, everybody, that has been our podcast. Thank you all for listening. Make sure, we should have said this at the beginning, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Yes, rate us. Rate us on iTunes. If you're in but China... You, you could give us a four-star rating if you want to be realistic, but I prefer a five-star rating. <laughs> I would prefer... Yeah, don't be honest. Just yeah. give us a five-star. I'm going to give us a four-star because I don't have a lot of confidence, but everyone out there should give us a five-star. Are we allowed to rate ourselves? Oh, I'll just use a different account and I'll rate myself. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I also, okay, if you're listening to this in China, you can listen to us on uh, shimalaya.com. That is shimalaya.com. X-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A.com. Ding com. Right? <laughs> you can listen to us on that. Um, you can, and if you're in America, it's iTunes, SoundCloud. Rate us. Follow us. Tell your friends. Next week, we will have our first guest on the show. We're very excited for that. Yeah. Everybody, we will see you next you're Wednesday. sick of listening to us talk, you don't have to worry. Next week, we'll Exactly. It's all over. It's over. Yeah, so that's no been all. That's it. Thank you all. Good night. Have a good night.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.